stories turn songs into symphonies, events into memories, and lives into legends. In our crowded world, knowing your story cuts through the noise so you can make your mark, whether you want to sell more books, increase profits, or just make a difference. At Sterling & Stone, story is our business. The Story Studio Podcast is where we explore ways we can all tell our stories better. And now, with the Story Studio Podcast number 18, here's Johnny, Sean, and Dave. Hey everyone, welcome to the Story Studio. Uh, today we're going to tell you about a, just a, kind of an evolution of some of the stuff that we talked about in the last episode. We were talking about planning for the long haul and changing the structure of the, the company and stuff. And some of this was kind of like modular thinking, like a different way of thinking about the company. We had been trying to pull everything under one umbrella. And actually it's interesting because over the past weeks, as we've been recording this first arc, things have deviated even more our vision has become even clearer so this is kind of a, a continuing ongoing thing for us but uh, I mean we're going to talk today about story shop and twisted stone we'll tell you exactly what that means but those are two enterprises that we're entering into without without like taking them fully on in the way that we have in the past where we start a new company and then have to run it we'll, we'll describe all this but that's basically what we're doing today yeah, all of this is about us getting smarter. And um, I don't think either, I don't think any of us actually, any of the three of us uh, want to, you know, we don't mind working hard. Although we did just find out, you guys, that when Dave doesn't have time to play video games, <laughs> he watches other people playing video games. I used to do that in the uh, 80s when my mom would take me to the mall and I'd go into the arcade and just hover behind people and watch them. Play. Okay, I'm hardly alone. Like, if you go on to Twitch right now, go on to Ninja's stream, there's probably like 100,000 people watching. Oh, there's 100,000 people doing a lot of shit I would never do. <laughs> like, at okay. all times. I don't watch, like, all the time. I told you, when I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> Which somehow strikes me as even funnier. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. I don't judge you. What do you do when you're eating? Talk to your family? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty stupid that way. Um, yeah, I don't even know where I was going. Well, I was there. distracted by the air quotes around talk to your family. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, we none of us are afraid of hard work at all, but increasingly we're wanting to work, <laughs> you know, smarter and together and, you know, make sure that our efforts are helping each other and the writers that we're working with and kind of the, the long-term things we're trying to build. And so getting getting smarter and more strategic and making sure that we're kind of using the whole animal um, every time it has been a really big part of our focus. And the things that we're going to talk about today are really specific examples of how we've done that. And they both kind of were born at around the same time and um, evolved in parallel. And I think in a few ways that, you know, Johnny's going to enjoy talking about kind of one influenced the other. Um, and we learned a lot, you know, both of these were <laughs> contract situations and they were also, um, relationships that we wanted to build right because we were going to grow into um, we we're going to grow into them over a long period of time and we wanted to make sure that we were setting them up to take care of our present and um, kind of safeguard our future and they were you know both of these are, are much longer term uh, plans than just anything that we would normally race into and I think that's the difference between a 2018 sterling and stone and a, like let's say a 2016 sterling and stone which was probably us at our most excitable and immature. 
And um, we would have just like, yeah, let's start that initiative and, you know, not worry about it. And, you know, um, you and Fisher were puppies together. Really? You know, it's, it's true. And this is, um, this is just a much more reasonable way of doing business and it's a a big exhale and it's um, sustainable. Um, And as Johnny's put it, uh, I I don't remember when this first came up, but it's, you know, we want businesses that send us, you know, checks instead of bills and the way both of these are structured. It's, it's that it's sustainable. It's something we can put our full attention into when it's time and not have it run our lives when it isn't. Let's unpack the difference a little bit there, because when you say that, I mean, that is kind of a neat little catchphrase. I think that it's, it's mostly accurate. It's good for framing. But it's, you know, nothing's quite that simple. And of course, if you say, well, everybody wants a business that sends them checks, not bills, then you go, okay, well, clearly there's there's something that differentiates that because otherwise everyone would do it. Like, it's not just a decision. So we are giving something up here, and that is uh, percentage and, and control, honestly. And I mean, not entirely control, but some control. And, um, and oh, a lot of control, but, but it's, it's the kind of control we don't really need or want to even. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking more of twisted stone because it's a, we have a larger percentage of that, but even so it's not really quote unquote controlled by us. Um, so basically if the way that we used to do things is we did things as, as if they were a, a new product, a new arm of the company. So if we were going to, like when we originally did story shop, we did the Kickstarter for it, um, and then we we said we want to build you know story world planning software. It wasn't even writing at that point; it was just planning. And we had some mockups. Seth did some mockups in Balsamic, and um, just like this is how it'll work. All this stuff. And then and then when we built it, then it was like okay, so so now we need to um, kind of manage ongoing development. We need to have all the budget related to it uh, figured out. You know, like this much can go toward budget, and this much is incoming and site stuff. We need to. We have customers to support. We have a knowledge base to build, um, you know, and and for, at first it was like, okay, Seth, you handle that. We were 50-50 partners with him, but we treated it as if it was a, a division within Sterling and Stone, and Seth was the head of it. It's kind of how we, we treated it. And there were a lot of problems with that, which I won't go into, but the obvious ones, no matter how it had shaken out, are things like, uh, well, I mean, it's one more thing to, to, to budget for and to manage. You have employees. Uh, we actually hired... Um, well, we we hired Jen as a marketing assistant for Christine and then quickly tried to move her into that role and then realized that that was a mistake. But we tried to move her into there originally because, you know, Seth isn't isn't meant to be a manager. Like, he's a great starter. He's great. I mean, actually, he, it, he would be good as a manager if he had, like, huge amounts of support. But to run it himself doesn't make sense. And so these are the sorts of things that we were, like, top level trying to run this thing. And... um it was sucking away a bunch of money and not making And we money. were told to, we were told by people who are way smarter in this space than us, look, you guys are really great at the ideas. You're really great at getting it, you know, the first lap done, but you're not guys who are going to scale software. That's not your space. Go run your story studio. And we were like, no, we have a very clear idea about what we want this to be. And we dug our heels in. Well, everything intermingles when you do that. You don't have firm walls between anything. So for instance, um, Story Shop has always bled. Story Shop has never made money. We basically made money with the Kickstarter, and that was the last time Story Shop had a positive balance. We quickly spent it all and then paved it and then spent it all again. And spent our own money on top of it. Right, which is the whole point. Like the money that was. So glad we did that. Right, the money that was coming in through other means, through um, through through our, our fiction or anything, like it would come in and it would be like, well, Story Shop 
we have to move it because it's just all sterling and stone. So we can't just artificially say, okay, that's story shop and this is sterling and stone. But what we, and we struggled for a long time. Like it was just really stressful and we couldn't do anything with it. We, we didn't have the know-how. Um, you know, there was a, I don't know. It just didn't make sense. So yeah, we had to decide, are we story shop or are we sterling and stone? Because, you know, building story shop to what it needs to be, you know, we, we said, okay, this is at 3% of its potential. So how are we getting it to the rest of the 97% while also educating, you know, the smarter artists and taking care of our fiction? It's just, it's not happening. Well, we were operating at retail. It's like we were buying at retail and selling at retail. That didn't make sense. Like in order to scale that, you need to operate on a wholesale retail. And I'm making an, an analogy. Do you see that subtle vibration he's got going on there, Dave? Do you think he's beaten off under the table? I think he's doing something there. You ready? Um, is, uh, wow. You need to. I just wanted to throw <laughs> that in just to keep you guys awake. Um, uh, Sean's all vibrating over here. But but basically, you know, we, we, we aren't developers and we don't have a, like a team that we can work with intimately. So we were basically hiring an agency. And then that's not you can't scale that. That doesn't make sense. We, we didn't have the infrastructure for it. So basically when a company came along and, and it looked like a perfect marriage where we could, they would basically be buying the story shop product and, 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 um, as a service and bringing it into something that they're already doing. And then it's part of their company and we're a partner in that company. Then it's like this, it's this separate module where like, if that totally fails, and I, by the way, its chances of success have never been better because it isn't in our camp. But if that fails, it's just that one thing over there failing. It's one thing. It's like a stock you have. You know, if if you have a stock and it goes to zero, then okay, well, you don't. Your stock is worth nothing. But it's not something that's in your. It's not losing you your house. Yeah, we have a much more balanced portfolio now. So that's kind of the modular thinking, I guess, is maybe a good way to begin describing this is with Story Shop and Twisted Stone, we've been thinking in terms of leverage and superpowers and and modularization. So the new Story Shop, I mean, maybe we should just tell that story because I feel like I'm kind of circling on the high level. Do you want to tell the Story Shop story as it has gotten to where it is now? Yeah. You mean kind of where we met our, our new friends and and where it's going. Yeah. And, and just the reason that the deal appealed to us and, and what our role is in it, in it, in it is going forward. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, we're at the, like right now, the, I don't know, 23rd hour, you know, I mean, all the way to 58 minutes, <laughs> we're at the very, very end of kind of sealing a deal with these people. Um, and so we just, we can't actually use their names, but we'll talk about them in the future. And for all intents and purposes, it doesn't matter because they're actually story shop now. Um, and we met the new story shop people, uh, at the, uh, at the, this last smart artist summit. Um, one of the gentlemen flew in and he'd been, um, he'd been following the podcast, the show for a long time. He was a fiction unboxed, um, supporter, uh, he's actually the uh, the gentleman who introduced me to Aaron Malos, who did our Unicorn Western. Oh, I didn't cover. know that. Yeah, so it's been it's been a it's been a while. Um, you know, it's been a, a long. I mean, that's that's the first thing that Johnny and I ever did together. So it's been a long time that he's kind of been uh, orbiting as a smarter artist, and he had tried to um, kind of raise his hand and say, "Hey, look at what we're doing." Um, for a, a year or so, and we were just kind of inundated with with Story Shop, and uh, <laughs> didn't really connect with what he was doing. And he just said, "Hey, can I, 
you know, if, if I come down to the Smart Artist Summit, can we have lunch together? And we said, yes, absolutely. And right about that time, maybe uh, three weeks before um, we met for lunch, we were really deciding what to do with StoryShop. And we had some really good ideas as to who we wanted to contact next. And we weren't really in a hurry at that point to take the next step. We were in a hurry to get the next step right. And we had to be very strategic about what that was going to be um, because we knew that what we had now wasn't working and we either needed to do like almost nothing or way, way less, or we needed to just like triple down and, and really get into the story shop business. And that would require getting exactly the right partner. So we were poised to have this conversation, but we were also looking at different partnership opportunities that were kind of out there on the fringes. But, uh, one of the things that I think we're, we're, we're great at, um, at Sterling and Stone is vision. Like that's our strength. We're, we're pretty good at kind of um, reading the pulse of where things are going to go and leaning into that. And uh, we definitely thought we had some pretty awesome vision for a story shop. And we sit down with this guy and there's really no part of our vision that he hasn't already explored. And they're just a really smart company uh, where we had, basically spent the same amount of money and their results were just so much more impressive and uh, really like they're just the right people to partner with. And so the, the deal that we kind of wanted to um, work toward and what we have worked toward is that they do all the stuff that we're not good at and we do the stuff that we're great at. So, and part of that is running the business of story shop. Right. Running the bit, we should not ever run the business of Story Shop. We shouldn't do any coding. We shouldn't do any development. We shouldn't do no any of that. No customer support. No, that's, that's not no our billing, sweet spot. no accounting for it, none of it. What we're super good at is kind of that vision stuff and, you know, um, using the product and shaping the product and getting the product into schools on, on a macro level. Like, how are we, um, what is kind of the, the long term vision and strategy here? And, we kind of found the perfect partners for that because they want to do all of the things that we don't want to do or we won't excel at doing. And they need us for all the things that we are natural at. So, you know, helping to develop the product, helping to shape its vision, um, helping, you know, uh, design the ideas that will uh, allow it to reach the most users. Those are all the things that we would want to do. And so it's a really great win-win solution. It's just like, um, you know, it's really no different than, let's say, my collaboration with Johnny, where, you know, he, he doesn't want to necessarily outline and he doesn't want to edit or polish, but he really wants to write that draft. And so that's, you know, he's finding a partner who meets all his needs and I have a partner who meets all my needs. And that's, that's great. So this is really no different than that. You know, one of us is writing a rough draft and the other one is writing the beats and kind of taking care of the edit and polish. Right. Um, and that's why we say the idea of, of, of checks and not invoices is, is that um, the business is being totally run by these other folks. It's their business and we're just like stockholders. I mean, literally, like it, we literally are going to own stock. It is, <laughs> and we'll be on the paperwork and we'll be on the board and all that stuff. But, but it's just, it's very different. It's not a sterling and stone property anymore. Um, and I think that that has been really smart looking in, in terms of like, this is a way that we can leverage ourselves is to, 
it would be real easy to say, boy, we own, and for a while there, we owned 100% of, of Story Shop. And it'd be real easy to say, yeah, we own 100% of it. Like, we can make so much money because we own 100% of it. Well, guess what? We also earn all of the hassles. We earn all of the limitations. We are not capable of doing this sort of thing. And we hamstring the effort. So it's like, would you rather make 100% or 50% of you know, a certain figure, or would you rather make a much lower percentage of a much, much bigger figure? And the answer is obviously the latter. <coughs> less Every time, time, less involvement, Every more time. money, more effect. It will be a much, much, much better prod, prod, uh, product but, as well. And, and what was great was once this kind of came in, it, it redefined what we expected from partnerships or, or how we could arrange partnerships. So uh, the thing that happened with Twisted, which, you know, Johnny will get that story rolling in just a second that was the same thing we i i don't think we would have developed as strong um a framework or an idea for what we wanted from that relationship without having the story shop one kind of taking place at the same time would you agree with that johnny definitely and as a matter of fact um this is a little bit tangential but uh, we had at the same time as we were sort of working on the story shop deal and realizing, okay, this will not be a Sterling and Stone thing. This will be a separate company and we'll own a little part of it. Well, that was going on and we were seeing the leverage possibilities there and being like, oh, we don't have to run the damn thing. Um, we were also selling a uh, an option for um, Fat Vampire, and which is a series of books that we have. And now who knows what's going to happen with that? But if that gets made, that's going to be a substantial, I mean, we've already, we did sell the option. We already have that. But if that gets made, which does kind of look like it may happen, who knows? Um, that's going to be a substantial chunk of change. And what did we have to do for that? Well, nothing. I mean, write books five years ago, you know, it, and, and that's where like, it, it just, it was this thing where it's like, okay, so minimal input, maximum output, those things are possible. We had those two things as sort of benchmarks that anything else had to live up to. So when we came across this deal for um, for Twisted, which I will describe in just a second here, it was like, okay, so now we have this standard. Can this conform to that standard, this new deal? If we're going to start a new venture, because new ventures all take bandwidth. And what used to happen is we would have our bandwidth and it would get just spread thinner and thinner, like a limited amount of butter on a large piece of toast right and now it's it's we can we can we really can multiply ourselves because we're putting in a smaller amount and we're putting in what we're best at so the 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 twisted deal i keep mentioning here is actually it's actually kind of a mini little production company that we're that we're forming with um some friends of ours in la and they're friends of ours now but we actually didn't they came to us as fans who were interested in um invasion and working on that project. And this, the, the, our first email from them came a week before the summit. And we were just like, um, we, we have to get back to you next week. And we didn't take it all that seriously. Cause we get, you know, I mean, you get tire kickers in this business. You create stories, people like Johnny likes to say, enthusiasm is free. And so, mm -hmm. <laughs> right. There's, there's no, they can, they can occupy your attention um, without really much in return. So we said, Hey, we'll, we'll take this call after the summit. So when, um, I, I'm trying to decide how much I really want to talk about here because I don't want to talk about a, a, a ton of detail or anything like that. But basically, we, we were like, okay, so we like the idea of working with you, but we only have so much to go around. This isn't a business that we know terribly well. We're willing to learn. We're interested, but we're not, we're trying to stay true to our hedgehog concept. Like we make story. We don't, 
we don't learn about all the details of film. We don't learn about software. Like we want to. Yeah, we, we've said very conscientiously that <clears throat> that we don't want to um, skip our steps, and that film and television is an area that we are very interested in. It's always been part of our long term um, game. But 2019, at the earliest, probably 2020, is more realistic. So this is not unexpected, but it's definitely ahead of schedule. Right. So basically the deal there is going to be very similar. It's, it's a business where we're, we're, we're partnering with these other people um, to form this little company that we're calling Twisted Stone, where we are basically providing the intellectual property. We're providing the things that will, you know, the ideas, the, the stories that, that will hopefully be produced in some way or sold. And they're providing the running of the business. Um, down the road, this will probably become something and when i say down the road i mean it's going to take you know years this isn't something that's right around the corner i like the idea of having like an actual bona fide production studio where you know maybe we are making our own productions we are making tv you know it's it's the that company is the one hiring directors and um staff writers and 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 making the productions and renting cameras or whatever it is that they do but that's the point we don't know that stuff we don't know that business we don't want to do that business so you know, hey, why don't you guys handle this business for us and we'll just, we'll provide the stuff and we'll provide the the, the brain power on our end and and when um, we actually just uh, made up a whole treatment for invasion, so something needs to be, you know, made into a script, um, adapted, something needs a treatment, something that's idea related is on us, something that's administrative and connection making and just sort of running that little, again, a side business. I want to emphasize this isn't a Sterling and Stone division. This is a side business that we have some interest in. And um, it just follows that other module thinking of like, if if Twisted Stone goes broke, not that this is all about money, but if Twisted Stone goes broke, that it's isolated over there and it doesn't affect Sterling and Stone as the mothership, just like Story Shop, just like anything else. It's like, it's additional or it's neutral. Yeah, we've kept everything soup for too long. And so there aren't any boundaries and we that's how we've gotten into trouble. Uh, story studio or i'm sorry <coughs> story shop was a bleed on the story studio smarter artist was a bleed on the story studio and we didn't insulate or protect so when money was made in in one avenue we didn't funnel it off or siphon it i mean not siphon it silo it so okay well that money goes to that location so story shop never paid for itself because revenue from story shop was never enough to cover story shop so it would just come from sterling and stone and you know same for same for any division you know fiction was the only one that consistently for what we put in we got at least that or more out but we never did our job to measure that and to um, say okay well here's here's what's working and let's double down on that area of fiction and now that we are a story studio we can measure everything um, as far as our stories and and behave in that way but that's because somebody else out there is handling both story shop and you know the, the the script stuff is awesome because yes we want to get into film and television but we don't want to be squirrels about it and all of a sudden jeopardize all the book stuff that we have been um, really putting all of our attention into making sure that we did it right you know for the rest of next year um, it, we would fail like if we went off to just go you know sell our stuff to Hollywood but this isn't what we're doing instead the satellite company. Uh, invasion is kind of a pilot because that's the pro property they're most interested in right now. That's the one that, you know, 
got their attention. It's the one that they're most excited about um, getting financing for. And But it could happen with any of our properties. And so right now, as our relationship is new, um, you know, they're getting they're getting their relationships in order and, you know, going to try to uh, really understand our catalog and uh, know what it is that they can sell, know what it is that we as Sterling Stone are most able to produce and just open those doors and start those relationships because that's really what that particular business is all about. Um, We are an IP factory. We just create stories. So if our stories prove commercially successful, um, you know, we have a lot more that we can offer. I want to know what Dave thinks about all this. I'm wondering how much of this is news to Dave, actually, because we've been making all these deals. Are Wait, you just bored over we're, there? We're doing TV and movies now? What? <laughs> no, I... I, <laughs> I uh, like, I, that that whole side of uh, business, like Story Shop and a lot of smarter artists, uh, I've never liked all of that stuff because I felt like, you know, we, we didn't need to do all that. I think I think the entrepreneurial side of you needed to do it. I didn't need to do it. The risk was too big. The money loss was too big. And I always hated that stuff. I think this is a much smarter way to uh, do what we want to do and step into it without risking everything on the fiction side in our company and our livelihoods. So yes, I'm, I'm happy of this... Uh, direction how it's going well that that's actually a really good lens through which to see this that i hadn't really thought of is that i mean i had thought of it i just hadn't articulated it is that what this does because it's not just like okay so we can leverage okay that's cool um it does allow us to do what we should be doing so for instance um sean gave me the uh the invasion screenplay the the pilot to go through and um just kind of add some flair to and this was i don't know two weeks ago and before we handed it in and i had to i had a hard time justifying the time on it because in the at the time i was in the midst of some stuff that needed to be done that was more it was basically the stuff that we're giving away um uh i'm sorry that we're getting away from but it it was like it was weird to realize that the, the the screenplay the script the creation the story stuff that that's what we really should be doing but it had to be relegated to a second place, a second spot in the queue because of some stuff that we maybe shouldn't have been doing in the first place. So what this does is it allows us to work on our core competency because that sort of thing, doing treatments for for other stuff that we're doing, participating in these big story meetings, I've had to miss out on a bunch of those recently because I've been working on something. That's the stuff that we shouldn't have to miss out on. And you do that by being lean and and focusing just on our core competency, which is stories. And rather than going off and doing all this other stuff. And when we took some some divergent paths, and I think that everything happens for a reason, um, a lot of the connections that we're gonna go forward with, connections and just mental constructs and ways of seeing our business wouldn't have happened if we hadn't taken the wrong turns. But that said, I'm glad that we're correcting the wrong turns and coming back into that competency. There, there are times I thought that I would not have all been surprised if Sean said, Hey, we're, we're going to get into uh, print in a big way. And we're starting a printing press. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we don't need to reinvent the wheel for everything we want to do. No, we don't. And, and, and we're so, we're so collaborative, um, collaboratively minded that it, it's kind of amazing. We didn't get to this place. Um, earlier because that is what we're talking right here is we have all these uh, you know really lucrative creative um 
partnerships within internally within the company. Why aren't we looking for the same externally? You know, why aren't we looking for that? Like, why didn't we find that out sooner with Story Shop? You know, and once we got that, then it was, oh, well, that's what we should be looking for in our new relationship with any production kind of company that we're doing that. Well, I I think with Story Shop, though, it was uh, like nobody else was doing exactly the same thing that we knew about. And to, I think it's kind of hard to look for a partner that has like the same, uh, you know, business mindset and isn't looking to like, exploit uh, the customer base and just make money and cash out and actually like do it the way it's supposed to be done. And I, I think it was difficult. F- I think it's difficult to find that sort of person. And I guess it needed to happen the way it did in order for us to find the, the That's absolutely where- right. We wouldn't... Because Story Shop, one of the biggest frustration points for us with Story Shop has been has not been the drain in terms of time and resources and stress and all that stuff. And, and I think I said money, but money... Um, it's actually one of the other big things is the fact that we can't we can't use it. We have this this inkling of what this great tool could it's be. It's a scratching at its potential right. that is so frustrating. For our studio, for us as users of this software, and we can't get it to what we know it should be unless we hand it off. So the relationship that is going to not just benefit our company and help us to fund a lot of what we're doing, but that will actually create the tool that will make our stories better, that company, that relationship would not have existed if we hadn't gone down this path and met our one partner. No, not even close. Yes, and it is it is a matter of superpowers. Our superpowers were deciding that the world needed this tool and kind of framing out what it should look like and feel like and behave like and building the community where the right partners would surface. That's the same superpower set that is, you know, getting twisted stone off the ground. It's the same skill set that, you know, built the, the the few lucrative franchises that we have and that, you know, still keep the ship afloat. And it's the same skill set that is building, you know, the the Sterling and Stone 2.0 version that, you know, is preparing all this content for next year. So uh, I'm really grateful for, you know, the the roads, however twisted they may be. I didn't even mean that <laughs> that way, um, but awesome uh, because twisted into stone. <laughs> yeah, both of these both of these companies are kind of the um, the model that we will be following over and over and over as we develop new franchises and new properties and new opportunities and um, you know open the doors to new things, but never ever get away from what has worked for us over and over. So the next episode, we're going to talk about what the, what the future holds. So, you know, this is the kind of thing I can see us. Do. Well, I'm always tempted. I'm always really hesitant when I say things like, well, I could see that uh, we could do more and more or this like in front of Sean, because who just who knows what is he going <laughs> to say? Give him road but to run. But my point is that these sorts of relationships are structured such that they don't they're isolated from the rest of the business and they benefit us rather than that's what. uh it checks not invoices really means it's not money it's resources it it's us using our superpowers but that said you know who knows what the future will hold in terms of that but because of this some of these changes we've made we we now have a clearer path to the future and that's what we want to talk about in the episode that will close this arc that we'll have next time um what the future is where we see our studio going and and then um who knows where we'll go from there so thank you very much for listening to this story studio see you next time Thanks for listening to this episode of the Story Studio Podcast. 
Are you wondering what the ever-growing demand for superb storytelling skills means for your future? Check out our latest interview as Johnny and Sean dive deep into that question in Storytelling is the Future, How to Build on Your Self-Publishing Success. Download the interview from the info box or show notes in YouTube or head over to sterlingandstone.net slash future.